0: No
1: helicopters have been
2: procured for me to go to a golf course. Thank you. I've never said he wasn't a great politician. I'm just saying he's a s. This, this <laughs> how'd you play out there today?
1: Uh, well, I found the conditions challenging. Mostly because there's no grass on the golf course. But there never has been.
0: I'm thinking about the swag bag. I yeah. had the swag bag.
1: When you got three crevices on the green, your course is trash.
2: Hey everyone, welcome back Beltway Golfer Podcast, episode 49, Alex Dixon here. Earlier this week, we headed out to Laurel Hill Golf Club in Lorton, Virginia to spend some time at the U.S. Disabled Open which is put on by the USDGA, which is the United States Disabled Golfers Association. It's an organization that was founded by Jason Faircloth, who is a, a gentleman who lives with cerebral palsy, started the organization several years ago and has been putting on this U.S. Disabled Open for the last several years and is really a fun guy to talk to and, and, and meet and an impressive tournament that he's putting on and and trying to grow the experience of, of of talking to jason as well as several other competitors in the field as well as the tournament coordinator was certainly educational for me at the very least but it was a great experience not just talking to them learning about all the different situations and their 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 life in golf and, and golfing careers with all, with all sorts of different uh, situations and impairments and then to then go out and watch them play I took some pictures and video and, and spoke to some more off camera it was uh, for for me I guess eye opening and just giving me some 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 much needed perspective on on just the the game of golf and and just you know what. People from all sorts of walks of life are going through and how they love this game of golf as much as, as much as anybody and the challenges that they face and persevere to, to enjoy it. I'm going to, I'll keep the intro short because within the podcast, there's five separate conversations with six people. One note that I, I know they wanted me to add in, in, in the intro was an event. It was, this is a three day tournament down at Laurel Hill. The competitors are coming from all over the country with with all sorts of different needs and situations. And they do rely heavily on on a team of volunteers. And they just wanted to in, in, ensure that if it didn't come across in some of the in the conversations, how grateful the organization was for, for the volunteers that 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 helped put the US disabled open on. Um, but I'm there's not too much intro here other than It's the, the United States Disabled Golf Association, usdga.net. You know you can find them on all the different social media on their website uh, to learn more about the organization and, and find out how you can help. But Jason Fairclough, he, he's, the, he's the founder. He's the, the first gentleman we speak to with his with another gentleman, John Bell, who's heavily uh, involved in the organization as well as a competitor. but before we, we, we recorded, they wanted to get recorded together. As John put it, they they finish each other's sentences and then had conversations with three separate competitors in the field, as well as the tournament coordinator, David Simmons, at the end of the podcast. So five separate conversations. I hope it's worthwhile and, and educational and and you enjoy it most of all. Before we get to the interviews and conversations, Couple words on a couple sponsors of the Bellway Golfer Podcast. I'm getting used to doing this now. The first is Forecraft Cocktails, based in Richmond, Virginia. F-O-R-E craftcocktails.com. They've got a location finder right on their website. What is Forecraft Cocktails? It's a pre-mixed, ready-made transfusion in a can. Premium vodka, ginger ale, lime juice, and grape juice ready to go. It's not a mixer. Don't need to add vodka. It's already in there. And it's fantastic. It's delicious. Based on the social media, Four Craft is coming out with a couple new flavors that I'm excited about. I don't think they've hit the market quite yet, but stay tuned and look out for those. In the meantime, go to fourcraftcocktails.com. They're available in all total wines, certainly in Northern Virginia, maybe across the state and at a lot of green grass facilities as well. So ask the club, are you serving the transfusion in a can from four craft cocktails? Go check it out. It's great drink. And then uh, our second sponsor for the show is Reston national golf course. Reston national hasn't moved. It's still where it's been. It's been around for in this area for, for quite some time. And It's under new ownership, new management in the last couple of years, and they're putting a lot of resources into it. It was just out there last week, the totally renovated clubhouse. They're they're putting the finishing touches on the updated bar and restaurant, but they're starting to do more events out there. In fact, this Thursday coming up, if you're listening to this, uh, when this podcast drops, Thursday, June 16th, they're having kind of a happy hour party out there with with some live music. Uh, long drive contest closest to the pin, having a, having a party around happy hour. I think it's 530 to 730 or eight o'clock. Go check it out. Reston National Golf Course. If you haven't been there in a while, go, go, go back and see what's cooking out at Reston National. Still one of the most convenient 18 hole golf courses, uh, in the DMV, especially if you're coming out of DC right there off the toll road, Reston National Golf Course that's it let's get to the conversations we've got jason faircloth john bell andreas brandenberger larry solano bailey bish and david simmons six folks and five interviews uh, out at the united states disabled open enjoy all right so we're out here at laurel hill golf club in Norton, virginia Jason Faircloth and John Bell. How are you guys?
0: Good, how are yeah. you doing?
2: Yeah. So, Jason, you are the founder of the association, is that right? Yes. Yeah. So the first US disabled open was in 2018. When so if my math is right, this is the fourth or fifth fourth. of these? Fourth. Fourth.
3: Because of every yeah. one year. We had to postpone,
0: we had to postpone one of them. Or Jason had to.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well let's let's stay at the beginning for a moment. Um, why? Why? In, in 2015, you came up with the idea to, to start the United States Disabled Golf Association. What What didn't exist in 2015 that caused you to do that?
3: Um,
0: uh, 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 well, the US Disabled um, o- Open didn't exist um, for um, starters, um, and Jason wanted to start his own event.
3: The, the whole, the whole, um, like, Pointed. They already had an empathy tournament. They already had a um, a one off tournament. Uh, th- th- they already had a blind tournament. But they did not have a a one that includes all all different disabilities.
0: Wasn't fully fully inclusive with um, persons of mixed disabilities.
3: And and so and so. Um, when, when we went to to England in 2000, 2011, I kind of saw what was about to happen because it was including all disabilities. And so when we started, then, then, then it kind of took off to to include all disabilities. So now all, every tournament in the U.S. includes. Oh, it's a business. Interesting.
2: So, yeah. they, so this type of event existed in England, you went and participated or, 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 or saw that event and that was kind of the, the inspiration for that what, could,
3: the, what could that be here the, the, in the United States. Yeah, yeah. Interesting.
2: Um, I mean, I think a lot of this, I, I think this conversation is certainly going to be educational for me. Doing some research just on your website, you know, just about the entire adaptive community, and adaptive golf community uh, is going to be educational for me, but I think a lot of our listeners. Uh, so even starting there, I, that, that was eye-opening for me. So we had different events that were for very specific disabilities.
0: Different organizations for different you know, disabilities, per Got se. It.
2: Got it. So can you talk a little bit about, again, because I think this is gonna be really educational for a lot of listeners, what are some of the different disabilities that may be included to play in a tournament?
0: I mean, you have you know, sight impaired, you have missing limbs, whether it's an arm, a leg, could be multiple ones, two three some four um then you start into neur- neurological stuff um you know then you know ms you know cp stuff um i mean it just keeps on going you know in this world we have multiple disabilities to so where th- these events we're able to categorize multiple disabilities and still
3: have one one event
2: the golf aspect to it so let, let me ask you a general question like, like jason yourself like when did you start playing golf
3: I'm um, 12 years old. 12 years old? Yeah. How did you get into golf? Um, well, I, I started playing tennis. But I, I played tennis my whole life. Okay. And, um, and they didn't have a tennis team in high school. And so uh, my neighbor picked up the golf. And then I kind of picked up golf. My friend picked up golf. So we all kind of picked up golf. Just about the same time, and and so we, um, you know, we wanted to play high school sport, and golf was was one of the first sports in high school. So that's kind of how I got started.
2: Did you find, especially at that age, like in high school, uh, what were some of the challenges? Um, I mean, I, I would imagine, in what I'm thinking, there's 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 two different sets of challenges. There, there's one, cha- playing the game of golf. I mean, golf is a very hard game for people without disabilities,
0: able body, absolutely,
2: able body, correct. Um, so I'd imagine there, there's all sorts of challenges that I can't even
3: wrap my head around. It, depending
2: on what you
0: know, your situation what,
3: is. Right. So, so, I, so, so we all started playing golf for, for the high school team. I was number three. On the team for two years, and then and then another couple kind of happened. So uh, I I dropped back to number four. So I was t- top three and top four the whole the whole four years.
2: At um, that age in high school, um, I, I'm sure this may, this may be something listeners may may wonder. Were you using clubs off the rack? Or, or did
3: were, were certain clubs have to be... Uh, no, either, it was kind of off the rack. I, uh, th- that's all I played. It, I mean, not, not off the rack, but, but just normal c- clubs. Sure. Um, um,
0: not adapted to any... Yeah. You know, with Jason's disability, he's able to use, less, I don't want to say, pretty standard, somewhat clubs. Yeah. To where we have some players that have to have fully you know, clubs with paddles or, you know, maybe they have to be really short, you know, hitting out of a chair, sure. you know, the seated players. So it just depends on, you know, one, your skill level, but also your disability.
2: Sure. Did you find, um, you know, golf can be, I think golf is getting a lot of, lot better at this in recent years, but golf can be, you know, it's got a reputation as being a little bit, you know, snobby game. Did you, especially that at that age, in high school, um, just getting into the game, did you show up to golf courses and, and, you know, did you run into any friction from people there about, you know, playing or, or the speed of the game or anything like that?
0: <laughs> I mean, uh, like, I run into it a lot of times because I, I play so many random different courses and, you know, say people see me on a tee box and be like, oh, you know, like, this is going to be a long day, and then they start the conversation about, you know, let's play money games or something like that and then all of a sudden they start seeing me fire off and then they quickly rethink that decision you know because of my skill level so I see it all the time because you know I play to a certain um, caliber um, but these snobby people or you know how the old golf game was that's not how it should be it should be an inviting sport because it's the big circle of life you know the older guys the generation you know I want to say, passes on, and then you've got to have bring kids back in. To, that keeps all these clubhouses open. You know, that's why golf courses close down, because of people getting turned away from.
3: It It should be fun. Yeah, absolutely. So I, got, I kind of got lucky. Um, um, I I'll, I'll began working at a good golf course, um, and I played for 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 almost 30 years. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Um, can you can you tell us what the name of the golf club was? I Feel like they deserve some
0: recognition. <laughs> <I guess. laughs> uh, you go ahead to hang on? Take
2: your time. You got all the time in
0: the So that, that's like another thing. Is like golf with being as as expensive as as it is to become you know very good, um, to where it's nice to have courses help out. I should say anybody really, I mean, regardless if you're able-bodied or have a disability because it promotes the game and promotes the business globally. You know, it's a thing. I mean, to become, I mean, realistically, to become a really good player, you have to apply yourself and, you know, practice and train and, you know, come play. Let's say, let's say $50 rounds, you know, adds up really quickly, you know, every month, every year. You know, it's where, like, certain courses are very helpful at helping, say, kids or Persons of disabilities. I mean, that's what the world needs.
2: Um, the, the the U.S. Disabled Open. So this is the this is the fourth year. Um, so we're here in in Lorton, Virginia, in the D.C. area. Uh, some basic questions. Where, where were the first three? Orlando and
0: Arizona.
3: Okay. And, and with, 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 here, oh, in Richmond, uh, in Virginia. I yeah. yep. uh, read right, Independence Yes, correct.
2: How did you How did you get connected with with Laurel Hill in Fairfax County? Well,
3: one of our players, um, he he knew somebody, they knew somebody, and and um, they connected us. We found out that they were gonna try to host the US Disabled Open or um, the USCA event. Yeah. And that kinda how it got started. Yeah. And then we met a here, the uh, um, they they knew her one of them knew her real well. So between connections and all that stuff. And you know we we kinda did this tournament in less than two weeks. It was very
0: last minute. So me and Jason flew out to Oklahoma, um, already you know, had a course, everything set up, and fly home. Six hours later, we get home, Jason sends me a message, you know, g- got to cancel the event. You know, the course is going under, you know, they sold the course and said that they could host us and then canceled on us. As we were flying home, so we we're totally scrambling at the you know the 11th hour to try to figure out another course, and just so happen you know you know a guy you know a guy, and this course worked out. You know it's a great location to fly in, fly out. You know.
2: All right. So if, if there is some background noise for the listeners, this is today is round one of yeah. the tournament. Yep. So some of the groups are, are coming in after the rounds and i don't know they might be enjoying eating lunch uh, enjoying you know, the rest
0: of their day beverages you know <laughs> having, having adult beverages you know they, could, they
2: be. Be. could be Could be um so about the about the tournament so this is a, a 3 day tournament
3: yeah. uh, 54 holes
2: 54 holes uh what, what what is the field size how many people
3: are playing uh this year we got about 58 59 maybe
2: uh, has that grown over the past year?
3: Um, Usually it's higher, but currently there's three
0: events that's going on this same week. So it kind of weakens the field to some extent because people are have events closer to their homes. And, you know, with the cost of living nowadays to where that has drastically um, affected, you know, size of fields, you know, with travel costs and everything. to where some people are having to pick other events. It's kind of a great problem to have, but... The field size suffers
3: a little bit okay.
2: what, what's been your like biggest
3: like uh,
2: 79.
3: 79. so and, and, and to be honest with you we don't really what well we don't really want that many more because we can't handle we can't handle.
0: You, you start getting into pace of play situations oh, we, is uh, what happens.
2: Yeah. What has been oh, what some of the, the 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 feedback or input from the players and participants in in the oh. tournament?
3: Well, they, they all come back. Yeah. I mean, not ninety percent of players come back if if the schedule.
2: Where the Because going back to the earlier discussion, and again, this is this is educational for me, but but having um, existing tournaments that were maybe for a specific uh disabilities or specific were there were there some where some participants in the US disabled open like they, they didn't have one? Like hey there there, there wasn't one for well, my situation. We,
0: absolutely, absolutely there's uh um, to where like this is more um all inclusive type thing to where they felt normal.
2: Sure. Interesting. Yeah. Um, where where do you you know where do you see this going? I mean, is this something that, that you see growing? Do you see, I mean, are you looking to expand the organization? Are you looking, you know, where, where do you see this organization and this tournament maybe in, in five or
3: well, ten years? I mean, it's like this. You always be like this. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I've, I've already been told so I, have, I just got here a little while ago and I haven't gotten a chance to, to walk in the course I think I'm going to come back tomorrow and take some more some, actually get out on the course, take some photos, take some videos uh, but I've already heard that you know, you've got some, some characters uh, in, this, in this tournament um,
0: from one extreme to the next yeah. <laughs> you have funny people you have super serious people you have um, some people that uh, um, are, have a very high skill level, and then you have entry level, you know, brand new people. Sure. I mean, and that's what we kind of want.
2: Yeah. Um, is that one of the, I mean, I, I hope this can help in a, in, a, in, a, in a small way, but has it been challenging, essentially, get, getting the word out about, about your tournament? I mean,
3: um, You know what? Um, I thought that this was going to be hard. It's not hard because once we, are, once we get one guy connected to, to survive, in, in then the water mouth spreads. And so th- this guy doesn't survive. This guy doesn't survive. This guy doesn't survive. So it was, it'd it it be like that. The the world so,
0: Jason's event is big enough and everybody like you said everybody comes back like I tell Jason I don't it doesn't matter where you host your event at we will come you know if schedules allowed with certain situations we will come to that event
2: what about the the um, pardon if I'm using the wrong kind of terminology but the, the adaptive golf community as a whole uh, it sounds like there are there's a lot of different tournaments like I we, we talked before we started recording I'd made a note about it the um, a, a separate disabled championship that's happening in Orlando in October. Is it, is it a community of, of, of golfers, of organizations that, that works together? Is it, is it, is it
0: We all help <laughs> each other out, is <laughs> what we do. You know, behind the scenes, you know, like helping you know, facilitate certain, let's say courses, or getting carts, or helping out with scoring, or this, this is what works on our event, how does it work for your event? You know, trying to make it as be- best as possible.
2: What about somebody who may be listening to this? Is there, you know, you're a 501c3. Is there a way, I'd imagine there's a, there's a fundraising component, uh, but um, there's, is there a, a, a way, um, you know, listeners you know, may be able to help or
3: contribute in any way? Well, to, to be honest, we, we, we kind of slacken in the fundraising department because we just don't have enough bodies to do that. Um, and so we rely on. Are you are you, are
2: you a one man band? Uh, do, you some, no,
3: do you have some help? I no, mean, no, no. But I mean, we just don't have the the. There's, we just don't have the people sure. in place to to do everything.
0: The manpower it's isn't there story. to facilitate everything. So a lot of us, m- myself and a couple of others included, do a lot of things behind the scenes. I see. You know, to try to yeah. help out with certain things.
3: I mean, they definitely don't get. This definitely don't happen without people helping. I mean, the community where we go, you know, I mean, it, it, it just don't happen without that.
2: What about so we're sitting in front of a big sign here with a, with a pretty cool sponsor? Uh, tell me about how you got paired up with, with Pink.
3: Um, well, to be honest with you, one of the players kind of got started with Pink over. In, one of the players kind of told um, told about us, and that's kind of how you got started.
2: And so, what is their involvement now?
3: Uh, they they're the head so
2: it's primarily financial support.
3: Yeah. Yes. But now, uh, but uh, ping was involved in the death of God for 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 years. For years, yeah. yeah. You just don't. You just. Probably never heard of it, but they—I mean—they did a lot of stuff behind the scenes that um, people just don't, people do know.
2: Are you—are um, you participating yourself
3: in the tournament, or are you, no. are you playing simply? Um, you know, the sad thing is, uh, I was gonna play, but I decided about a week ago that I was not ready to play. And, and so that's and then plus we didn't have I I didn't feel like we had enough volunteers. So we so I got of figured that it it was tough for me to sit out.
0: Thank you. It's uh it's tough to compete and do this at the same time.
3: Yeah, because yeah. um I went public. Yeah. How many volunteers do you have? Many volunteers helping you out this week? Uh, not as many as last year. But we but they do a good job. I mean, every volunteer counts. I mean, we would, but I mean, it's just the way it is. I mean, every volunteer counts. Yeah. Uh, I needed. How's the golf game? <laughs> Not good. <laughs> um, that's why. Did, that's 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 why I said out to you. Because um, for about three or four weeks, I've been I've been at death. Yeah, I can't help the wall. so that's I mean it. It's it hard for me to go play golf. And until this week, I get to go play golf. Uh, what about you, John? You, you're
0: you're out there participating this week, right? Yeah, yep, yeah, I am. I played first round today, and we got two more to go. But uh, um, I'm not too not entirely too far back um you know it's it's a grind yeah. you know you can't win in the first day but you can lose it so not not completely out of it we've got three days
2: uh this is maybe a more technical question for the tournament uh you know because there's so many different situations of, of players in the tournament is there their flights or, or is everybody just playing? It's a,
0: we're playing overall, all you know, all the way back, and then then it's all categorized um, from different T boxes, gotcha. you know, based on you know your disability category. I believe there's probably eleven. Is there eleven categories?
3: I think uh, just
0: maybe. ballparking.
2: Sure.
0: Yeah. You know, currently here.
2: Yeah. Right. Right. Um, and and there are. Again, this is this is something you know. I was in, in research and kind of looking, learning about your organization and, and, and looking at your website. Um, and this was new for me. But th- there's the, the qualifications to participate in an event like this yeah. um, because it's challenging because there's so many different situations and there's, yeah. there's, there's, you know, and there's different levels. You know, so that yeah. is there like a how, how, do you, how do you determine well, all, like,
3: who, who kind of qualifies? As we, as maybe you, your situation doesn't quite qualify. <laughs> I mean, to be honest with you, first, the first couple years, you when know, they submit the application, I either say yes or no. Um, and or, or probably that's probably against the, the rules. But I mean, you just have to know that they have got to have a physical disability yeah. or, or really a case-by-case basis, or, yes, absolutely. Or, or it will be a Special Olympics. No, I mean, I mean, we try to use, and I think the whole, the whole the whole world is trying to use the the qualifications as um the, just like the Paralympics. Almost like the Paralympics.
2: Well, that—that that, that's, I mean, that's a good barometer, I think, for a lot of folks that are listening to this that don't know a lot about the community. Um, the, the Special Olympics. I, I believe the U.S. Special Olympics games might be going on this yes. week down Orlando. Yes. Is are the essentially the, the, the qualifications and the, the different situations. Is it pretty similar? Like if folks that it would,
0: or... we're trying to do categories for the Paralympics, um, and maybe someday, you know, not tomorrow, but someday, hopefully, to get golf in a para, as a, qualified as a Paralympic sport. Is the a, is a goal for you know another organization you know? But that's where those categories boil down to because across the world globally, everybody's got to be on the same page, you know, because otherwise you'll have this that and the other.
3: And so, and, and so, um, you know, well, you know, I don't know about other people, but we, like I said, we kind of go off of the Paralympic. I mean, if you qualify for the Paralympics, you qualify for with if you qualify for the Special Olympics, you qualify for it, and that's the only two categories that we kind of go off of. Um, you know, I mean, that's sure. that. Sure, that, that makes sense. That,
2: that's probably helpful for listeners as well, since you yeah,
3: know that's. Uh, and I mean, there's, there's the, 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 there some, I mean, the, there's some, you know, discrepancies on some of that too, because you know, you, you know, it. It's like it. It's definitely not cutting right. I mean, it's, well, it never will. never will be. Yeah.
2: Um. Well, listen. Um. I think we're gonna we're gonna chat with a few other participants in, in the event. This has been great. Uh, I I applaud you and congratulate you for thank getting you. this launched, and congratulations on on the, on the fourth tournament, and, and thank, thank you me. for bringing it to the DMV here in thank Northern you. Virginia at Laurel Hill. So, thank congratulations. You. I look forward to getting out there. Tomorrow and, and, and seeing some
3: of the action. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Jason. Mm-hmm. Thank, Thank you. John. Appreciate Thank
2: you. It. All right, let's start. What's your name?
4: Andreas Brandenberger.
2: I see your club here. Uh, why don't you tell the listeners what is your what is your qualification to play in the uh, the U.S. Disabled Open?
4: I was born with a disability. The disability I was born with is called amelia. And in my case, it's a uh, shortened limb, so both of my arms are short, about to your elbow length, uh, for comparison purposes. And then my hands are underdeveloped on each hand. Uh, I don't really have any, you know, external movement. Maybe a little bit of grip here, um, but yeah, just born with a disability, and uh, that's why I'm here. When and how did you get into golf? Um, maybe. 10 years ago or so, I saw a guy with a similar disability on a news interview who said he could do all these things and golf was one of the things that he said he could do. And uh, I, I, I checked off every box that he said he could do, but golf, and that was the one thing that I couldn't do or wasn't doing I should say at the time. Cause again, I just didn't think I could. Uh, I didn't see anyone like me ever out there. And so I was like, well, if I can't hold on to a club, then I'm not gonna be able to play this game. So this can make it really, really hard if I can't hold on to a club.
2: So then let's talk about the, the this club that you got here.
4: This club right here is built by Ping, um, obviously our, our, our presenting sponsor for the tournament. Uh, I got really lucky uh, about five, six, seven, eight years ago and was able to meet with the Ping engineers and got down to Phoenix where they are based. And I took a design that I had already. Uh, it was just like a two by four paddle at the end with two clubs glued together. Uh, Very makeshift in someone's garage, but it was awesome. And it gave me my first step into the game and I thought I loved it. And uh, I knew I loved it. I just, it just, it fit, you know what I mean? Like when you find something that you're meant to do and it just sets in and it just golden. Um, A couple years later, I ran into a guy who sold the PING clothing and he's like, let me send your information down to PING and see what they can do. There are a bunch of engineers down there and they love challenges. Uh, Fast forward a few years, I've been using these clubs for about six years now And uh, it was a prototype design working hand-in-hand with the engineers down in Phoenix. And we came up with this design and, and I've been playing with them ever since.
2: Wow, that is cool. So, so every each club in your bag looks somewhat similar to that.
4: Everything but the putter. So the driver starts out about 60 inches. This is a, a, a utility wedge, so 50 degree wedge, if you will, and uh, it's a little bit shorter yet. They all stair step down like a normal set of clubs would. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a not like a Bryson DeChambeau guy who has yeah. all the same length clubs or anything, but. Uh, Everyone's a little bit different. Uh, I had no prior experience to playing the game and I basically self-taught myself and and figured out the movements and and the pattern that I need to do, watching videos of abled golfers. Um, And as I started playing disabled golf, I I noticed other players in the world that are similar uh, disabilities and started kind of watching their videos Have been doing it a little longer and just kind of trying to steal little bits and pieces here and there, but again, no two swings are alike, even if you look the same. Um, okay. So it's just kind of that works for you. How do I make it work for me?
2: Wow, uh, that's pretty awesome. Have you? Has you know? What's been your? I would imagine your your, you know, your improvement level.
4: Oh, absolutely. You know, I think the first few rounds I was over. I, I kept track just for fun, but it was like 150 or something ridiculous, and okay. you know, swinging the club that many times, you get my the first sauce few and, rounds weren't
2: that much better. No oh, more.
4: good, 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 good. No, um, you know, in the beginning, like. Again, because I didn't ever use my hands to do much activities, um, it took a long time to learn just how to hold on to it and yeah. continue to hold on to it. Um, I was much more involved in sports with my feet and soccer and running and stuff like that. And so holding on anything and fine motor skills has always been a challenge, still is a challenge to this day. And so that's where it catches me up sometimes is, is, is fine movements. those those touch shots that you need those really soft hands as they say Um, those are the things that uh, that I have to work on a lot but uh, you know as anything it's worth it if you can put in the time and the effort absolutely where's home Salem Oregon Salem Oregon oh wow so you flew out from Oregon I did I did Uh, I originally uh, was born in Greece and then uh, grew up in Kansas University of KU Rock Chalk and uh and then now i live in in oregon for the past six years or so
2: how many is this your first uh, of the of this tournament Are you playing? this you is the
4: third time i've been to the u.s disabled open uh, that jason puts on um, any thoughts on the tournament in general oh i love it I, I think jason does a fantastic job i got to meet him a handful of years ago and we've been buds ever since he puts on a great show and he gets it that's one of the things that he does versus a lot of other organizations he he sees it in a wider scope than the average person i think um, he understands the complexities of disabilities, and uh, knowing that it's difficult, it's a challenge, and not everybody's going to come out here and you know be shooting a couple over par or whatever. There there are some of the disabled golfers who are very good and almost scratch players, uh, but he also understands that this is a way to get people in and involved and have a sense of community and to be belonging to something. I know for myself, I was not involved in any adaptive disabled sports or anything growing up, and so. This, to me, was my first step into a disabled community, if you will. Uh, I, I can't be the only one who, who's in that boat um, where this is a sense of community and a belonging sure. and like a tribal situation where you feel at home. I mean, I met some of these people once or twice before the years before, but you see them the next year and you come back and you're just best buds. It's like it's never, you know, you didn't skip a beat and you give giving hugs and, you know little jokes here and there inside jokes and then whatever and that kind of stuff and it's just it does it builds a sense of community and you know to be part of something that's not just yourself is a really cool thing to be a part of
2: that's really awesome um we got a couple other people to talk to here but what's what's your I haven't been to, my brother lives in Oregon, but I haven't been to oh, Salem, right Oregon. What's your home course in Salem?
4: Creekside in Salem, Oregon. It's a, it's a beautiful little club, and uh, I, I, my best i shot there is an 81, so I've got some really? scores in me. Nice. Uh, not here yet, but uh, we'll see if they ever show up.
2: I'm sure you'll be breaking 80 in no time. And uh, what about the experience um, there or elsewhere in, in the golf community in Oregon as far as, you know, you show up to the course you know has there been, has oh been, i mean people pretty welcoming are there challenges like
4: usually pretty welcoming i will say the majority of people are very welcoming there there are going to be some uh jerks no matter what you do where sure. you're going they always think that uh, it's a traditionalist if you will who this course is for me and and my buddies only and what are you doing here you don't belong here it's not your time i've had people say that to me i've had people say that you shouldn't be here. Um, you know, like, why don't you just wait your turn kind of thing and, and wait until the afternoon few times or something and not, you know, take someone's spot. Again, not everybody, but they say those things and, you know, it's just fuel for the, the fire. Then you just put it on and, and then you go out there and you out drive them and tell them to have a good day and yeah. have a good one.
2: How would your round go today?
4: Uh, it wasn't an 81, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, I left some out there for sure. Um, it's, a, it's a course that you can play well if you strike the ball well. Sure. And uh, unfortunately, I didn't strike it so well today, but it's uh, it's definitely not uh, my club's fault by any means.
2: I, this is a course I've played a lot, and I put some high numbers out here. It's yeah, not, it's not yeah, an easy course. Yeah, no,
4: definitely. I donated a few golf balls to the course for sure. <laughs>
2: yeah. Very cool. Andreas, very nice to meet you. Thank we you got a couple of other folks to, to talk to, yeah. but uh, best of luck. I'm going to be out there tomorrow taking okay. some pictures. so hope Great. to see you out there. Thank you. Cool. Perfect. Uh, what is your name, sir? My name is Larry Solano. What, are your, what, what is your qualification for being in the uh, U.S. Disabled Open? I'm a, a G10,
1: which is a seated golfer. Um, I have a spinal cord injury, so I, what it is, is, there's two divisions with seated golfers, g G9 and G10. G9 is uh, no, no trunk, and then G10 is a little bit more trunk function.
2: Oh, wow. Okay. Interesting. Um, have, is this your first U.S. Disabled Open, or have you played? No,
1: no, no. This is my third. This is your third? This is my third U.S. Disabled Open. Yeah, this is like my 10th tournament. And how long had how long you been playing golf? Like how did you get into golf? Uh, I, I didn't start playing golf until 2001. Okay. Uh, I uh, I got hurt in '89 when I was in the army when we invaded Panama. Oh wow. And I never golfed before, and then and I went to work, and then I retired in 2001 again, and that's when I picked up uh, golf.
2: Um, do you play in? So you so you were the, you know uh, disabled in active duty. Um, yes. Do they, they must have uh, similar type tournaments specifically for for wounded veterans, or, or or no? No. Well, I'm also part of the thing called VGA, which is
1: Veteran Golf sure. Association, and yep. uh, I played. I've been in. I've been in that for three years, and uh, it was great. Last year, I won my region, my West region, so I went to nationals. Oh, congrats! And we went. Play, oh, thank you. <laughs> and we went to. We played Boston and in Plainfield, in New Jersey. I uh, was just. I mean. It was some of the best golf courses.
2: So you played you played in this tournament a few times. Uh, so you just said you you won your West region. Where's home for you?
1: Home is Arizona, Chandler, Arizona, baby.
2: <laughs> so you flew out for this tournament.
1: Correct. I flew, me and me my son flew out on uh, Thursday. Okay. Because I wanted to take him. See, I wanted to go to Arlington and show him where my friend's grave site is. Oh well. Wow. That that got killed in Panama. So uh so that's why we came out early and then i, I dropped my son off actually yesterday on the airport to send him home but yeah we uh so we came out thursday to uh to do dc and like i said it was to go to my friend's gravesite, and mm. so he could see you know
2: how old is your
1: son he's 17. Mm. so uh sorry about that i don't mean no there. please I, I tear up every time i kind of talk about it but uh so so that's that's when i got here i got here and then I played my practice round on Sunday because I can't do four in a round. I can't play four rounds in a row. Yeah. <laughs> the body breaks down too quick, So, and uh, I would need to be strong for day
2: three. So, what, is, what are some of the biggest challenges playing golf for you? My biggest challenges are uh, force carries.
1: You know, I mean, if it's wide open because, you know, you'll duff it and it'll just go straight. And, but, you know, if there's force carries, uh, water's a mental block for me. Mm-hmm. Um, But pretty much, I've I've been dialed in. I've I've been working my butt off, and so all aspects of my game are pretty good. I mean, Uh, my my drivers good, my chipping, my short game, my approach shots. It's it's all kind of uh, and it showed today. So,
2: I'm six foot four, able bodied, and I struggle with force carries. Um, as a as a seated golfer, you know, you're not getting any leverage really out of anything below your waist. Correct. You know how, how how have you worked on that? How have you not been so frustrated to quit the game, to to, to, to get? <laughs>
1: I got uh, I got some I got some hybrids that that get the ball in the air now. When I first started playing, I had irons and everything would be low, low. You know, and, and everything is, you know, say my my nine iron goes ninety yards, but it's hitting eighty yards and rolling ten. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but these hybrids now that I got I got them three years ago through a program called birdie for the brave
2: okay yeah, sure. put
1: by yep. callaway uh and those hybrids just they take off they launch and then the fairway woods because the fairway woods they have a little adjustable so they're a little flatter mm-hmm. and then uh all my wedges are flatter three degrees flatter so that kind of but uh like if i'm say 140 yards out and i got a force carry 120 i have to lay up yeah you know i mean or i could just take the chance and i mean i can get over it but not consistently enough to take that risk penalty strokes kill
2: me yeah i, I bet <laughs> um are there some challenges with um you know in in a wheelchair are there there must be some golf courses and some areas within golf courses that are inaccessible or make it challenging yeah yeah you know? the,
1: like there's some trap like out here there's some traps where like you can't get in them yeah so, I mean, the rule of the rules is, you know, if, well, they, they can modify the rules on bunkers at the tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they don't modify the rules, then it's, uh, you have to pull out behind, no closer to the hole, with a one stroke penalty.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, if they modify them, we'll do that without a stroke penalty.
2: Gotcha, okay.
1: No clo- everything's no closer to the hole, because the, the main thing is, is, is safety. Sure. You know, we don't, like, we don't want anybody to fall in the water i mean yep. you got a 200 pound or 300 pound machine on you yeah you're not getting you're not coming up <laughs>
2: um,
1: but uh my joke is with like because i play from the solo rider okay. uh, and my, the joke is it goes everywhere about the water
2: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know so yeah. uh it, it's a very good machine i mean it, it gets us around the course and how long know.
2: how long have you had that
1: i've been playing on that since i started in 2001 well i mean long story short is I met this because uh, my friends all started playing golf uh-huh. in 2001, and it's like, well, I wanted to play. Well, I googled disabled golfing, and I found an instructor in Arizona named Kathy Corbin, and I contacted her, to went out, and I was just hitting on my wheelchair. You know, I'd go six or seven lessons with her, and then she goes, you know, there's a city course that has a, a solar rider golf cart. You know, go over there, and, and I went there first couple times, still hitting on my chair. Because then the golf guy goes, golf pro goes in the golf. When are you going to take that thing out? And that's when I went out. My first round was 127, and then. Uh,
2: Can you describe for those that haven't seen one, like what?
1: Oh, uh, it's uh, basically it's it's a half golf cart. I mean, it, you know, golf carts say this big. It's condensed, and then the seat swivels. Yeah, the mm-hmm. little thing swivels, and then it raises you up. Mm-hmm. I, I, I I I I'm the true my my. I'm truly a seated of God. I don't stand up or anything. I just sit on the edge. Okay. I have a little bit more lower functioning, so I just stand off the edge. But what it'll do is it'll raise you all the way up into a standing position. And then you can strap yourself in, and that's how people swing. Got it. Okay. Yeah. But the seat swivels to the side. Right.
2: Uh, what, is, what is it about, you know, aside from um, bringing your son to Arlington National Cemetery, um, what is it about this tournament um, that you've played in a few times and you wanted to come out for?
1: Uh, well, first of all, I mean, I, it, it's one of the bigger tournaments, and anything that says U.S. 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 Open, you know, it, it, it carries a little a clout. And then Jason runs a fabulous tournament. You know, I, like I said, I met him in Virginia a couple of years or a couple of years ago, and you know, we keep in contact. We were, I was fortunate enough last year was in, in Arizona, at Longbow in Arizona, right, so yeah. that was good. But it brings me back because it there's like we had 12 12 or 13 seeded players this year so this tournament gets bigger and bigger and uh there's only a handful of tournaments right now that cater to the seeded division so you we got to pick and choose and all that and then um with the usga's u.s adaptive open you know that's going to change like i tell people come july 21st There's going to be a whole—it's—it's on. I mean, there's going to be a whole set of young kids coming up.
2: I've—I've heard about this, but we haven't—I haven't talked about it, or we haven't talked about yet in any of the conversations today. Can you you tell the listeners a little bit about or what you know about the U.S. Adaptive Open? Okay.
1: Well, the U.S.G.A. has created their 15th national championship, and it's called the U.S. Adaptive Open, and it's being played uh, July 18th through the 20th in Pinehurst, North Carolina. And what it is is they're—they've taken the 96 Uh, top golfers throughout the world and they're bringing them in there to uh, showcase our abilities not our disabilities our abilities because we all have we all have our unique abilities to play the game of golf Um, and I was fortunate enough to be one of the players there one of the six-seeded golfers so
2: really oh yeah congratulations well
1: thank you and then like I said there's 96 golfers from around the world I think there's 22 or 23 states represented in 12 countries
2: did, were you selected based on golfing ability or, or yes
1: well what they did this year is because they didn't have a they don't do a qualifier but they what they did is they used it based off of uh your in handicap index okay and they kind of did it that way to stay up had eight categories and the goal was to do at least five men and two women in each category and then that would take up i think 56 and then they had 20 exemptions to kind of fill in what, what they needed because they've only had they only have eight categories, whereas uh, the United States uh, a Golf Alliance, mm-hmm. which is, you know, we have 15 categories. Gotcha. Okay. So what they did is they condensed them, but they want to fill in all those other things, so they had the exemptions to do that. Gotcha. And then you also 20, 20 spots for the ladies.
2: Interesting. Um, I had so, yeah, heard of that. I, I didn't know a lot about it.
1: Yeah, no, uh, it's, it's like I said, this is going to, I tell people, come July 21st, it's going to. Why gonna, do you think that's going to change the kind of the landscape? Because you can play for a national championship. I see. Bottom line. Yeah. And you're gonna, the kids are going to see.
2: It's got the USGA gonna, name behind it. Yeah, game,
1: right? and you're going to see, your, kids are going to see uh, six guys in wheelchairs get out there, and when, when, when that trophy's held up that first time,
2: mm-hmm.
1: they're going to say, wow, yeah. I got something, you know. Sure. So that's that's the beauty of, of that, and like I said, all, like with Jason's U.S. Adaptive Golf uh, Tournament, it 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 it, it brought out, it brings all the same people out every year. So, you know, yeah. I mean, I mean you're like this year, there's we have 13 seated people people, and uh, I think five of them are new. Oh, really? Wow. So it's in it, the seated division is the largest growing of all the yeah, because okay. the adaptive's been around like the Naga, North of, uh national amputee golf association they've been around for 73 years oh, wow. so there's they they've had their place in, in the golf world where we're just starting again in our place and that's why i say july 21st when they see that seedy yeah. guy hold right. up that trophy there's gonna be a lot of young kids coming
2: right right um what would you think of laurel Hill? oh
1: i love it i mean i think it's a i mean it's a it's a tough course yeah um, it's beautiful. I mean, I, I, I'm from Arizona, so I play desert co- golf. And mm-hmm. I love the trees. Uh, the, the rough's a little thick, but I, you know, I got hybrids to get through that. Um, the traps, some of the traps you can't get in. Uh, right. So, that, you know, and just stay away from them. But, no, I, I really like it. I think it's a fun course. I mean, and then again, I played, my, I played good. So, I, I mean, I shot an 81 today. So. Are
2: there, as you say that again about the traps, are there courses I don't know. Is there like a list or a directory of courses for seated golfers that where you where you know? Okay, this course is maybe a little bit more friendly as far as getting in and out of traps no, and and the topography for a seated golfer. No, we're not there yet.
1: no, we're not there yet. Yeah. I mean, it, it, we don't even have courses ha- having carts at them. Right. We're still we're still in the infancy. I mean, it it's getting bigger. Um, it, the golf industry has just been slow with, with, sure. with, the, with, the, with the golf carts. Making progress? Oh, yeah, making progress. I mean, like in my area, I have, there's like eight of them I have. Okay. And then, you know, uh, there's uh, a thing called Stand Up and Play. They're, they're a different cart, and they also have chapters throughout the country. And, uh, uh, and then, like I said, and then the good thing is I'm mil- I'm retired military, so all the military courses have carts. So it's just a matter of, and then Solar Rider has a, uh, on their website, they have a database of carts, what courses have them and stuff. Okay, cool. So we're, I mean, we're, we're trying, it's, like I said, July 21st is going to change a lot of things. Because now these golf courses are going to realize, whoa, mm-hmm. we have to. Sure,
2: sure. Very cool. Well, listen, uh, I think I had a couple more people yeah. uh, to talk to. Talk uh, enjoy time. the rest of your tournament. Yeah, I'm sure we could, we, I can I tell we could talk all day. Uh, but... Um, Good luck in the tournament. Thank pleasure. you for your service. You pleasure to meet you. Yeah, pleasure. Um, yeah, it's been thank great. You so, yeah, thank you so much. All right, how are you?
5: Good, how are you? Uh, what is your name? Bailey Bish.
2: Bailey Bish, nice mm-hmm. to meet you. Nice to meet you. Um, what is what what your qualification to compete in the, in the United States disabled Open?
5: So I'm a G8, which means I have a neurological impairment. I have dystonia on the right side of my body. Um, it's called hemidystonia, and I acquired it um, at age 14 after um, a surgery. Oh, wow.
2: How how long have you been playing golf?
5: I've been playing golf for about seven years.
2: How did you get into golf?
5: So I got into golf when I was 14. I um, had lived on a golf course my entire life, and I was starting to realize that I was not going to be able to play basketball um, for very much longer. I was having some health challenges, but they weren't extremely severe, and I was just thinking that golf would be a good sport to pick up, that I'd be able to play my entire life. And um, a month later, I had the surgery and was no longer able to um, use my right side the way I was before. And I could not play basketball anymore, but golf was a way for me to stay competitive, keep active, and um, it it has been incredible for me to stay competitive throughout this because I've been playing competitive sports my entire life, and it's it's been a huge part of my life.
2: Were you in a wheelchair immediately after the surgery, or was that a gradual?
5: So I was immediately after the surgery. Then I gradually um, improved and didn't need the wheelchair anymore. Then, um, as the dystonia progressed, I um, ended up back in the wheelchair. Got
2: it. So uh, so you said you'd started playing golf prior to that, but picking it up afterwards, you know, when did you, you know, making that adjustment? to being seated in a, in, a, in a wheelchair so i actually
5: play standing
2: oh you do okay I do.
5: yeah so my left side works perfectly fine okay and i stand to swing just like most people would i i cannot turn up on my right toe so i lose a little little bit of power there and i um, have a hard time squaring the face up sometimes but um i have found ways to adapt my swing and um, can hit it all right
2: oh wow that is incredibly Extraordinarily impressive. So, is, is it kind of you just lean all of your you know, most of your weight is all on the left side?
5: Most of it, and then I put a little bit back on my right to keep um, to keep the spasms from getting too bad.
2: Oh my goodness. Where where is uh, where is home?
5: Tucson, Arizona.
2: Tucson, Arizona. Everybody I've talked to is from the West Coast.
5: <laughs> yeah, <a lot laughs> and have you,
2: is this your first time playing in the in the U.S. Disabled Open? Or are you... it
5: is. This is my first year.
2: So how did you how did you make this connection? How did you find out about the tournament?
5: Yeah. So I've heard about the tournament. Um, I've been in the adaptive golf community for about a year, and I heard that this is an incredible tournament that Jason puts on, and I wanted to be a part of it. So I decided to come out this year.
2: What about in your in your local community? Is there you know, what's your home course, first of all?
5: 49er Country Club is where I play.
2: 49er Country Club. I've heard of the 49er Country Club. I don't know much about it,
5: uh-huh. uh,
2: but I heard it's really nice. Um, and they've been is there, very welcoming, and you, you get out there a lot?
5: They've been incredible. They've, I've been playing there um, ever since I started playing golf, and they have been nothing short of exceptional. They are extremely welcoming, have no problems with using a solo rider all over the course. They let me store it there. They have it charged. One, somebody usually has the card out for me when I show up. I mean, everybody there has been so incredibly welcoming and um, invite. It's it's just been a really good experience there.
2: Do you play in? As I've had these conversations, I mean, I'm I'm learning a lot, kind of just through the through these discussions. Are there other adaptive golf tournaments throughout the calendar year that you participate in?
5: There are, yes. So I'm playing in five tournaments this year.
2: Oh,
6: cool.
5: Yeah, yeah. So I played in Tucson earlier. Then this is my next tournament. Um, After this, I'm going to be going to Michigan for the Michigan Amputee Golf Association Tournament. And I'll be going to Chicago for the Midwestern Amputee Golf Association Tournament. And then I'll be going to Florida in October for the National Amputee Golf Association Tournament. Oh, wow. Yeah. So,
2: I mean, you're, you, you, you're, you're doing this for competitive reasons. Like, you're, 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 you're trying to win these tournaments.
5: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Very
2: cool. Uh, how did it go out there today?
5: It went well. I uh, had a rough couple of holes, but um, uh, I think I'm going to be uh, in a good spot for tomorrow.
2: Yeah. yeah. Uh, I didn't ask this because you're, you're, the, you're the first uh, female I've spoken to. Do they – because I, I haven't been out on the course yet, and maybe I should have done this in reserve. I, I'm going out tomorrow but I know they do some different flights. Do, is, is there a, a, a men's and a women's uh, category? Or they put everybody together.
5: They are, there's a men's category and a women's category. I actually am unable to play a full 18 holes because of my disability right okay. now. Um, so because of that, I play in the nine hole division.
2: Oh, okay. So Yes. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, that's exciting. What do what you think about the course out there?
5: It's beautiful. I love the course. The rough is pretty thick, so you got to keep it in the short stuff, but um, it, it's a beautiful course. I loved it.
2: Um, you know with, with, with your physical challenges just just playing golf you know you talked about being able to kind of turn or inability to turn on the right side mm-hmm. are there certain I'm just curious the aspect there's so many different aspects of the golf
6: mm-hmm. of golf
2: mm-hmm. you know short game putting coming mm-hmm. out of sand driving the ball mm-hmm. you know hitting out a rough w- which of those present the, the biggest challenge for you
5: uneven lies present the biggest challenge for me um, I have a hard time balancing so if my right foot's down or I have a big divot under my foot that really messes with my ability to balance and keep myself centered during the swing, which is very important.
2: For folks that don't know anything about the adaptive golf community or maybe listening to this, and this is kind of a lot of this is new information, is, is there anything that you'd like average Joe golfer to know about uh, golfers with disabilities or just you know the adaptive golf community in general?
5: Um, Adaptive golf is all about inclusivity and being able to adjust your game to um, meet your needs. Everybody can play golf. It, you can do it with one limb. Um, you can do it with uh, in a wheelchair. Everybody can play it, and it's such an amazing game because it doesn't exclude anybody.
2: Right. Um, well, pleasure to meet you. Uh, I wish you nothing but the best in the rest of the tournament. Uh, how long are you in town for?
5: Um, I leave Friday, leave so Friday. a couple more days. Yeah. Got
2: it. Excellent. Well, I enjoy D.C. Thank you for, for coming to the tournament in, here in Lauren, Virginia, and best of luck, and hope you take home the trophy for the, for the nine-hole division.
5: Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> right.
2: Thank you. David Simmons, so we've been chatting a little bit. and You've been helping me out, so I understand. So you're the tournament coordinator for the U.S. Disabled Open, right?
6: Yes. I've been uh, with him since 2017.
2: Since 2017. So how, how did you get involved?
6: So I met with Jason at the PGA show January 2017. It was my first PGA show as well, and um, we just kind of clicked. I was there for a meeting with somebody. They weren't available, and I just happened to be walking through his area and uh, bumped into him.
2: Um, so I got, I got a few different questions, but, you know, just start, starting with this tournament, mm-hmm. um, coordinating a tournament of, of, with, with all these different, Situations. Just what? Are, what are some of the? You know, if, if if someone is listening to this and they're like, I run, I run golf tournaments before. You know, <laughs> what is yeah. what is the difference here? What are some of the challenges of running a tournament like this?
6: Yeah. Well, I I had to really uh, study up on the different classifications, um, the different impairments for the golfers. Um, it was really a, a little bit of a learning curve as far as how to speak. I didn't want to be incorrect in my, you know, what I was saying to him, how I spoke and that kind of thing. But um, after hanging out with them for that first year, I really, um, I settled in, uh, became one of the group, you know, pretty quick. They accepted me very early on because uh, I really, I don't have an impairment, but um, you know when I when I saw the camaraderie and, and just how everybody was bonding and sharing stories and everything, it really it really pulled me in and it pulled me a lot further than I thought I would. So to the point where I, I look forward to this, you know, even out of the gate the first year.
2: Yeah. Um, and so where are you, where's home for you?
6: I am in Tampa, Florida.
2: You're in Tampa, so you're you're traveling. You just told me before we started recording, this is your this is your vacation.
6: Yeah, yeah, that's what I, am. I get the hall pass from the wife, this is the vacation, my my boys trip, but wow. I come up uh, by myself and just hang with Jason, and uh, try to make it happen for these golfers. Um,
2: well, it's not, I mean, we just talked to a few participants uh, who love this event, so you're doing something right, um, and, and and it's not a small tournament, I mean, this is, I mean, it's not a huge field, but this is, a, this is four days out here, practice round, three-day tournament.
6: yeah. Yeah, it's uh, there's never a dull moment. That's for sure. Um, somebody is always uh, needing something. I'm kind of behind the scenes guy that uh, just tries to be that glue mm-hmm. <laughs> to to uh, you know pull it all together for Jason. And um, he does all the worrying, and I just do whatever whatever he's worrying about. That's kind of uh, my goal is to get him to stop worrying about that aspect of the tournament or another. So.
2: Um. What, what is your kind of history in golf? Like, what were you doing at the 2017 PGA uh, show?
6: Yeah, so, well, I've been golfing for eight years is all, but, um, you know, I had a brain tumor surgery back in 2014, um, had some time off for recovery, and uh, came up with a, the with a adjustable training uh, apparatus for practice tees, simulators, that kind of thing. And um, so I was there kind of pitching my product, trying to find a distributor, had a little booth, spent everything down to my last nickel on it. And um, I, so I was wandering over through the adaptive section and uh, seeing if they could possibly use the product in any way, shape or form. And then um, I got to chatting with them. Uh, a couple of the guys came over, liked it, uh, told me some stories about you know how they you know, if they drop a club, it could be a while to get it picked back up. Um, and I said, well, you know, I immediately switched from making millions of dollars in my mind to making a difference. And this was, this was that avenue for me. And uh, so. Is the, the
2: product we're talking about is the Caddy Basket?
6: Yeah, it's a Caddy Basket. It's, um, it holds clubs, drinks, teas, um, your cell phone for recording. And, and everything that you seem to have in your pocket when you're really trying to grind it out on the range or in the simulator, uh, everything up at waist height. You know, so clips on, um, you know, anything with a carabiner clip will clip on to the back side of it.
2: And so, is, is kind of the idea that it sits at tee boxes and near greens and, and that sort yeah, of thing?
6: Yeah, yeah, you can, um, like for this event, we normally have them on the tee line while they warm up so they don't have to drag a, a full bag or a bunch of clubs and uh, of course, try to. My goal for this event with it is to try to keep the clubs upright so they're easily accessible.
2: Was the product inspired by some challenges that you were having with golf after the brain tumor?
6: Yeah, I. Um, so afterwards, I wasn't able to bend and put pressure on the back of my nasal cavity because that's where they extracted the tumor oh, wow. through. So I had, um, you know, they obviously I had to go in and, and pluck it out and then uh, re-restuff it. And um, so I, was, I wasn't able to bend for quite a while, so I needed something that was adjustable, nice and high. Uh, I had to go out and buy a new putter that was a longer putter, um, just to keep that pressure off. And I had my son, I'd putt and have my son go get the balls and bring them back for me. But uh, It's like 10 cents a ball, but then he... he yeah. Upcharge me to 25 cents, and I said it's cheaper to go to market with a product than to pay you 25 you. cents for the thousand balls I'm trying to put a day. So um, that's kind of uh, the story how it came about.
2: Oh wow, that's, and, and 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 when I first got here, they are out there today. Being yeah,
6: used. yep. Um, you'll see it, uh, this time of day after after the first round. What we'll normally do is I'll move them over to the putting area because a lot of the guys will say, "Oh man, I didn't putt well. I got to work on my putting." And so I, I drop them around the putting uh, green, and then in the mornings, we usually start with them on the practice tee, and I might put one or two over on the putting green just so um, you know, they don't leave a putter cover behind or Got it. anything else that they're traveling with over there.
2: So back to the tournament, the, the U.S. Disabled Open, so you, you met him in 2017, the first year of the tournament was 2018, so you've, yeah. been, you've coordinated every every one of these?
6: Well, I, um, the first year I came in, um, you know, he was working with Kelly, who was great, and I just wanted to be part of it, and we had spoken throughout the year leading up to that tournament. I wasn't sure if I was going to be in the U.S. or not. Uh, we were, at that time, we were still able to travel around, and I was really uh, focused on setting up accounts okay. for my product. But, um when I, when I saw he was going to be so close to me, their uh, first event was at Eagle Creek in Kissimmee, Florida. Mm-hmm. And uh, so when I found out he was going to be so close, I said, let's not go this week. And I just want to go over there and really, you know, see what I could help out with. Yeah, excellent. And that was the beginning of it.
2: How um, has the as the what have you learned or, or has much changed in these last three, four five years since running this tournament?
6: Yeah, we're, it's organized chaos for us. <laughs> <laughs> you know, right? So um, but it is getting better. You know, just him and I working together all the time and stuff. I I can poke at him a little bit here and there. And, uh, you know, um, I think as far as our friendship, it, like when he comes to town, he stays at our house. And, uh, you know, whenever we're out and about, I usually try to stay there. And, uh, you know, it's just become a full-on uh, friendship of guys that were coming on to the scene at the same time. And, um, you know, he shares just as much passion for the caddy basket as I do for the USDGA. It's really, it's, it's kind of crazy how it, you know, it's just one of those friendships, you know.
2: Yeah, uh, that, that's that's fantastic. Well, why, why don't we have you give both plugs? So... so the, the USDGA, where, where can people find information about the USDGA?
6: Yeah, so USDGA.net okay. is a good starting point. Um, and also, everybody can always reach out uh, through that website. Uh, Jason's uh, readily available. I'm David at USDGA.net. Uh, Jason is Jason at USDGA.net. And there's also an info, right? There's We got info at USDGA.net. Perfect.
3: come to...
2: They all go right to you. Excellent. And, and while we're here, you got the hat, yeah. but, but give, the, give the caddy basket yeah. a plug.
6: Caddy basket, <laughs> if you're in the market for something where you don't have to keep going back and forth to your bag, uh, you don't have to worry about losing your club brush, you need uh, uh, balls, drink, everything elevated up at waist height, like for a simulator, uh, keep the, the golf balls out of the dog's mouth and all your rubber tees. You know, from being chewed by the dog if you've owned a simulator, that's a good solution. <laughs> Everything's up at waist height.
2: Is it, uh, website?
6: CaddyBasketGolf.com.
2: CaddyBasketGolf.com. And are on all the
6: social medias, CaddyBasketGolf.
2: Very so, cool. Well, congratulations yeah. on to the tournament. I'm Thanks. looking forward to getting out there tomorrow, and a
0: yeah, uh, pleasure to meet
6: nice. you. Thanks.
2: I don't have a good golf
0: game, but I don't really care. I'm a, I'm a regular dude living in D.C., and I want to know about D.C.-centric golf stuff. If you can tell me something that I don't already know, then that is great for me. I don't want the regular stuff. I want exciting stuff.
1: I want different stuff. I don't want stuff I can't hear elsewhere. But I want it to be about D.C.
3: golf.